I want to talk to you today about the human will and who is directing your decision-making at a critical time like we're in as a people, as a nation, as a church, and how that will is being used uh, in order and uh, consistency with God or in contradiction to what God will say to you. And before I get too far into this, I just want you to think about some hypothetical or rhetorical questions, and then you can answer them in your heart. You know, do you think that the shepherd of a local church should close his eyes when the sheep are listening to the wrong voices? Good answer. Should the shepherd close his mouth instead of speaking to the unbiblical trend being formed by many sheep? Everybody go, man. Should the shepherd be silent as many believers yield to false lords and influences? Should he ignore the promptings of the Holy Spirit to feed, guide, tend, and lead the flock? When you, when you get into this today, um, the first thing that's going to come to you is, thank God I'm here in church today. That's the first thing that's going to come to you. And if you're cynical, you'll think that it's about money exercising your will in the direction of what God would have you do. But it, uh, I can tell you this, that it's been extraordinary how God has provided for us as a congregation with no one here, with some of us here, all the way through this season since March. God has been faithful and our people have been faithful. Turn to somebody and say, you're awesome. I'll look back at them and say, I know. So when you hear the, the teaching here, and, and you know, you don't have to take my word for it, our, our board, you know, our staff is well informed about our position in terms of what we can and can't do. What we're talking about is the influence right now on the people of God to be directed in other ways besides the way that God has ordained for them to be directed. And that to me is the most dangerous trend right now. There are all kinds of issues because of COVID-19. We have many people that have been sick, people have died, the economy is in shambles in many parts of the country. It's affected education and sports and activities and the church. But the greatest damage to the existence of COVID-19 in this season is conditioning Christians to once again self-direct their lives. And it's happening in mass all over the country. Instead of honoring the express will of God that's found in his word and is discerned through other means. Church attendance is just one symptom of the self-directed life. And I'm not talking about people who are quarantined, people that are sick, people that are, that are struggling with various physical infirmities, people that are even working. I'm talking about people who are healthy and whose will is beginning to bend in an opposite direction during this season, a very dangerous situation. When I look at the Word of God and I look at people's lives over the course of 30 years in leadership and ministry, when I see the self-directed life, I see a confused life. I see somebody who is in a defeated life. I see a flaky life. I see, you know, an unfocused life, an unspiritual life, an unscriptural life. I see an unstable life. You cannot choose to self-direct your life in any area of life, and attendance at church is just an example of that. We could talk about a lot of things today, but you can't do that and be a stable believer. 
On the other hand, if you tie yourself to the perfect will of God, God and his word are one. If you tie yourself to that foundation, you're going to be stable. Come on, confess it with me. I am stable because I'm not self-willed or self-directed. I am God-directed. Here's just a few things the Bible says about the will. Hebrews 10, 9, here am I, speaking of Jesus, I'm here to do what? Your will. In the Garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus was facing certain torture and certain death, he didn't say, if I go here, I'm going to get hurt. If I go here, something's going to happen bad to me. He knew something was going to happen, and yet he said, nonetheless, not what? Not my will be done, but thy will be done. Jesus is not an example of self-direction. He's not an example of being self-willed. He's an example of being selfless. Do you see this? In Matthew 16, we are told to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Some people have replaced my with thy. My kingdom come and my will be done. Look at somebody and say, that's twisting scripture. Yes, it is. Amen. Come on, shout it out. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. And James 4, 15 said, you're going to go here and do this. You're going to go over here and transact business. He said, instead, you ought to say, if it's the Lord's will, we will do this or do that. If it's what? The Lord's will. Now, write this down. Christianity equals doing God's will in the earth. If it is not God's will, it's not Christianity. Christianity equals doing God's will in the earth. If it's not God's will, it's not Christianity that you're in. You could be in a Christianism with all the other isms, but you're not walking in the system that God has created through covenant establishing with his son by his blood. That's not Christianity. To walk in Christianity is to die to yourself. He must, what? Increase, I must decrease. The Christian faith is take up your cross, what? Daily and follow him. That's Christianity. Anything less than that standard is not Christianity. Say it with me. Christianity is doing God's will in the earth. If it's not God's will, it's not Christianity. Amen. Now, you could say to yourself, well, that's just the way it is in America. Can I tell you something? That's not the way it is, and it's not the way it's going to be. God's church is going to rise up and be what they're called to be. I believe that with all of my heart. Another word for triumphing over the human will is yielding to God's will. When we yield, we win. When we refuse to yield, we ultimately lose. James 4, 6 says that God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Say, so what's an example of somebody who's walking in pride? Somebody who butts up against the will of God but won't do it. That's pride. But notice he gives favor to those that humble or yield. What's the point of this message? We have talked about every kind of possible external thing that comes against you that you're called to triumph over. We have dealt with a, a plethora of issues that are external. But my brothers and sisters, not everything that we need to triumph over is external to us. Some things we need to triumph over are internal. 
And one of those areas is in the area of the will and having Christ formed in us so we're like him where we say to the Father, thy will be done. The COVID-19 pandemic has created a host of influences parading as God's will in our life. And if you're not careful, you may have been listening to one of them. For example, Lord, fear. You can't operate in faith and at the same time yield to fear. Everything you do, you should be doing in faith. But there are believers who have traded in Lord Jesus for Lord fear. Whatever fear says, that's what I'm going to do. Come on, say it with me. Fear is a terrible Lord. You'll find no peace there. And if you plugged into Lord fear, you've unplugged from faith and not much good's going to happen in your life. Masses of people are running their lives right now by fear, and that's not of God. Then there's Lord CDC. The Centers for Disease Control have contradicted themselves, and I stopped counting how many times. But the latest release is, we're not in a pandemic and haven't been. We're in an outbreak. We haven't had 190,000 people die. We've had six, 7,000 people die. Why? Because anybody who had anything at all remotely medical, if that was going to be threatening their life, if they also had COVID, they reported as COVID. You know what the really sad thing about this entire worldwide phenomenon is? At the end of the day, we're not going to know what to do with the data because the data is corrupt. Why it's been corrupted, there are a lot of opinions about that. Politics, geopolitics, who knows? But the bottom line is, it is as worthless as yesterday's meal sitting in the trash. But you're listening to the CDC like they're God incarnate. Here's a tip, they're not. Lord who? And I'm not talking about the rock band. Lord who? The World Health Organization is completely controlled by special interests and nations that are hostile to the United States, which means they're hostile to you as a citizen of this nation. But whatever who says, you believe them. Then there's Lord Governor. Did I hit a nerve there? You can put 10 governors in this room and they'll all disagree. You'll have governors locking everything down, holding everything back, shutting everything down. Then you have governors like Christy Noman, South Dakota, didn't lock down anything. And her per capita cases and deaths are lower than Kentucky. Complete opposite policy and follow through. And then when they had Sturgis, you know, all the thousands of bikers that go up there every year, they wanted to say this was a, the cause of a new outbreak, and they started reporting figures. And finally, you know, several health organizations and hospital systems did some studies to find that that was all a lie. That's not what happened at all. It did not increase infection at all. It just was consistent with what was already happening in the counties where the people who attended Sturgis went back to. I don't know about you, but I've got the Lord Jesus. I don't need Lord Governor no matter what state they're from. Then there's Lord Media and Lord Social Media. If it's on Facebook, it's true. If somebody tweeted it, it's gospel. <laughs> you cannot, listen, you cannot trust this media, period. 
phenomenal thing happened this past week. Relations were normalized and agreements were made between Kosovo and Serbia. Relationships between the United Arab Emirates and Israel were normalized. The relationship between Bahrain and Israel were normalized. These Arab nations have been at war one way or another, over the top with aggression and military, behind the scenes, economically, politically. They have been at odds for 70 years. And as a result of the work with Kosovo and Serbia, and as a result with the United Arab Emirates and the, uh, the nation of Israel, this president has been nominated not for one, but for two Nobel Prizes in a week. Two. Now, I personally, I don't, I don't know I could hardly function, let alone pull that off in the midst of all the stuff that he puts up with. And if you're looking for a Sunday school superintendent for a president, you're never going to find one. <laughs> but can you trust the media? When the first Nobel Prize nomination was announced, I scoured CNN just to see if there was any mention. Not one mention of the highest prize given to a human being on this planet for pushing peace initiatives in this nation. The previous president got one because he got elected. I'm telling you, you cannot trust the media, period. And if you've made that the basis of your decisions and what you do and you don't do, you have traded a faithful Lord for one that is completely corrupt. You cannot let that become your Lord. Are you here today? CNN stands for Crappy News Network. It stands for Commie News Network. It stands for Corrupt News Network. And some Christians just on bated breath, there they are, what are they going to say now? goes far beyond even politics. They just don't seem to have a clue what the truth is anymore about anything. <laughs> There's Lord self. This is one of the biggest problems in a believer's life. It's the hardest habit to lose and the easiest one to form. You on the throne where Jesus is supposed to be. Amen. Turn to somebody and tell them you need to fire yourself. Why would you say such a thing? How many remember the day that you repented of your sin and gave your life to Jesus Christ? Can I see your hand? You remember vaguely, maybe you were too young, you were blessed to get saved very young, but most of us remember at that point when you were giving your life to Christ, how well had you managed your life up till then? It's getting awful quiet here. How many would agree you're a terrible manager of your life? What makes you think you're any better after you got saved? You're not. Christian, it's time to get back to Lord Jesus. Where is Lord Jesus in all of this? We claim him as Savior and Lord, but we're doing the will of some scientist, some politician, or ourselves instead of the will of God. Who in Scripture can you find that defied the will of God and it went well with them? Don't make the mistake of thinking you're the exception when the Bible and the history both show there are no exceptions to this. Do the will of God and succeed. Reject the will of God and fail. 
Come on, shout it out. Do the will of God and succeed. Reject the will of God and fail. Hallelujah. Don't make me break out my Medea now. Come on now. Shout it out. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. But he said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Do you know what he was saying? He's saying, I'm not your Lord. Quit, quit lying. Oh, Lord Jesus, really? You don't get to say that unless he is your Lord. And by the way, if you believe you can be saved without making Jesus mandatorily your Lord, you were not discipled correctly. You were not taught correctly. If you don't want him as Lord, you don't get him as Savior. Amen. So it matters what he says. But in this season, people are drifting from that lordship into all kinds of voices and leadership and lords. And you need to be aware of that. You need to come back to Jesus as Lord. Are you here today? The authority for God's will can be discerned by uh, anybody in this church with four simple principles. How to find God's will in every situation. And I'm, I'm ranking these in least reliable to most reliable. Notice CNN is not on the list at all. <laughs> Number one, circumstances. Yes, God can confirm with circumstances, but this is more sense-based decision-making, and it's the least reliable because it dwells in a realm where the enemy can manipulate the situation. I'm old enough now in the Lord that I know that the devil can open up doors and the devil can close doors. So if you are still functioning by the open, closed door paradigm, you've stopped way too low in your level of discerning the will of God. Sometimes believers should not walk through doors that are open. Sometimes believers should kick in doors that are closed. If it's God's will, that's what they should do. The second Lowest level is biblical and godly counsel. People who are in the word, their minds are renewed, and you go to them and you submit something to them and say, I'd like to hear what God has to say and what your perspective is. This is somewhat subjective, but it's a whole lot more authoritative than somebody who's walking by open and closed doors. If the person is, in fact, a biblical counselor. Today, you have people slapping Christian counselor on their door, and their counsel is not Christian or word-based. It's just as ungodly as everything else is out there. All they're trying to do is pull Christians into their business, but they're not giving them business counsel. And I can give you example after example after example of people who have gone to a so-called Christian council in our region, and their lives have been destroyed by it because they did not give them biblical counsel. Do we need real, authentic, biblical counselors? Yes, and maybe God is talking to some of you. Maybe you're already on that path. I bless you in Jesus' name. And as a pastor, if you do due diligence and you do your work, you keep your mind renewed, God could use you even in this church to help people and outside this church in our region to give them real biblical counsel because that's what's going to change their life. The second highest level for discerning God's will is the promptings of the Holy Spirit. He lives inside of you, but you have to learn to listen to him. You have to learn to listen to that still, small voice. You have to learn to listen when he says, this is the way, walk ye in it. 
You've got to learn to listen that when you feel a check in your spirit or a red light or uneasiness to stop what you're doing instead of barreling through because it's what you want to do or because it's what somebody else wants you to do. You have to learn to be like Creflo talks about, a barefooted priest is walking in the dark and the only feedback he has is the topography under his bare feet to sense where he should proceed or he should stop. He leads us in accordance with the will of God. God and his word and his spirit are all one. But because it requires a certain level of discernment on our part and cooperation with it, we can miss those promptings and urgings of the Holy Ghost. That's why we say it's not the highest authority for discerning God's will, but it is a very high authority for discerning the will of God. Now, if you're born again, you have the Holy Ghost. If you're spirit-filled, you should be able to discern what God is saying to you through the Spirit of God and have the guts to stop when he says stop. Can I have a good amen today? And go when he says go. Hallelujah. He does know how to red light and green light his people, but we are colorblind. Amen. The highest authority is... The written word of God. It is a surefire way of discerning God's will in every situation in your life. In fact, God, through his word, speaks explicitly about so many things. You don't need the Spirit's prompting at that point, even though he's your teacher and he'll be there for you. You don't need a godly counselor and you don't need circumstances to line up. Let me give you an example. Thou shalt not commit adultery. You don't have to go to a counselor to have them explain that to you. Hello. Can I have a better amen? Thou shalt not kill. Well, I want to make an appointment with you so you can help define kill. Knock it off, Bill Clinton. It's just plain. Thou shalt not what? Kill. And that would include anything in the womb or anything out of the womb. Well, I just have a different opinion of that. Well, fortunately, your mother didn't think that way. Joy and I were talking about this the other day, but the fact is when a baby reaches a certain point in development, there are things going on that would just absolutely horrify people to know. And if you still believe that that child can't feel pain, how can a child, you know, feel pain outside the womb five seconds, but previously inside the womb, the baby can't feel pain? That's propaganda. Thou shalt not what? Kill. So when I see somebody with a robe on and a collar outside an abortion clinic, not there to protest, but to dedicate it to the Lord... I know they're not in the Word. Because the Bible speaks of Paul being called from the womb. It speaks of Jeremiah being known in the womb. You and I are fashioned and created, amen, wonderfully and fearfully made, and yet it says thou shalt not kill, and even some Christians so-called can't even understand that verse. I want to be directed by society, directed by politics, directed by my own will. But the word of God speaks plainly and explicitly to so many things. And the word of God through inference and application of principle will guide you the rest of the way if you're teachable. 
The word is forever settled. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will never pass away. Every jot and tittle is going to be fulfilled. It is the solid rock you build your life on. It is the thing that protects you from storms and from danger and from things that would tear you apart and your family apart. Nothing else like it will give you stability in life. You get as close as you can to the Word of God and you stay there and don't take a poll and don't look to other people to do it for you. You do it yourself, no matter what they do. And I tell you this, if you really want to know what he thinks and when you really want to do what he says, he'll show you in his word and you'll have conviction about that particular thing. Amen. You know, listening to all these voices can be confusing and tiring. They all contradict each other. Listening to the word of God will cut through the fog and give you clear direction in the midst of the confusion. The Bible is the same like Jesus yesterday, today, and forever. Say it with me. The Word, the Holy Ghost, godly counsel, circumstances. You'll notice that Facebook's not on that list. Amen? It's the Word of God. And it speaks plainly. Hallelujah. I find that when people want to take a poll or survey people about an explicit command in Scripture, they're just telegraphing that they don't like what it says. And they're looking for an out. Amen? <laughs> now, as I move forward, say these words with me. Thou shalt not get offended. When everybody shout it out, thou shalt not get offended. The pastor was surveying his people and actually written, uh, recently wrote about this, and he said, one third of his people said this I'm not coming back to church until the pandemic is completely over. I, I'm not coming back until the pandemic is over. Another third said, I'm not coming back until everyone must wear a mask. Ain't coming back. I, I'm not coming back. I, I, I am not coming back until everyone must wear a mask. I am not coming back until the pandemic is over. Don't care how long it takes. I. I. Then the third group, he said, said this, I am not coming back until no one is required to wear a mask. I. Notice all the I statements. I think his church needs some help. With all that I going on. But it's not different for most churches and most Christian people. There are a lot of I's out there. They got more I's than a bingo game going on. They need to have some Jesus back in there. <laughs> who, is, who is in Scripture very much like all these I's? Isaiah 14 answers that question. 
How you have fallen from heaven, O morning star, son of the dawn. You have been cast down to the earth. You who once laid low the nations. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the mount of the assembly, on the uh, utmost heights of the sacred mountain. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high, but you're brought down to the grave in the depths of the pit. I'm not coming back until the pandemic is over. I'm not coming back until everybody has to wear a mask. I'm not coming back until nobody has to wear a mask. Wow. We now know who you're related to. Now, you previously confessed you wouldn't get offended. But you can contrast Isaiah 14, which is a perfect revelation of the nature of the evil one and his purpose and what he tried to do. And then there's this voice from Matthew 26 that says, Nonetheless, not as I will, but what? But as thy will. This applies to any plain teaching of Scripture. In this lesson today, the eyes don't have it. What matters is what does God say in his word? What does he say? Safest place you can be is on his word. What about God's will on gathering despite and in consequence of COVID-19? Hebrews 10.25 from the NLT. And let us not neglect our meeting together. But I, doesn't matter but I. I has just been overruled. But I think, no, let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. Some people. Come on, shake your head and say, some people. But encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Do you know today, sister and brother, that God's clock has not stopped? Did you know that Jesus is coming back soon? Did you know we still need to be having Christ formed in us because we've got a job to do before he returns? We can't take a COVID-19 vacation. I, I, I. No, Luke 4, 16, Jesus went into the synagogue, went to Nazareth where he'd been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue as was his custom as was his habit, as was his practice. The same Matthew 26, Jesus has said, not as I will, but as thy will, is the same Jesus who is saying, I've got a custom, I've got a habit. I'm going into the house of God. Some days he preached and taught, some days he did not, but his habit was to be there. Come on, say it, the eye has been overruled. In Acts chapter 5, they speak of the early church in verse 12, that they were all the one accord, and they met in Solomon's colonnade. Not under threat of COVID-19, but under direct threat of persecution, arrest, and execution. 
What kind of wimpy Christians are we if we're going to let COVID push us around? When threat of death and execution wouldn't stop them from meeting. The colonnade was the open area. They could plainly be seen identifying with Christ. They weren't behind some little room somewhere. Out there in front, boldly preaching, leading people to Christ, discipling them, and meeting in prayer. And you know what that passage talks about? It talks about the miracles and the signs and the wonders and the growth of the church when the church stood up to be the church. You know who wants you behind the shutters, who wants you quiet, who doesn't want you together? That's the enemy and the spirit of this world. And they are not your Lord. Come on, shout it out, Jesus is my Lord. It's time to reject the voices representing false lords and incorrect influences. It's time to honor the plain teachings of Scripture with obedience and fidelity. Amen? Believing that that word will, in fact, not only please God, but it will protect us. The safest place to be is in the will of God. And God's will for you is to be in the house of God. Therefore, you can expect his good pleasure and his protection. As you work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, not fear of this world, but fear of God that makes you love him, reverence him, and obey him. Amen. Here's the bottom line. Everybody say, I, I has been fired. Jesus is Lord. Yeah, but I, you need to stop that. Jesus is Lord of your life, not Lucifer. Make up your mind. You going with Matthew 26 or you going with Isaiah 14? Which one of them two influences are you going to yield to? The bottom line is, come in with a mask. Without a mask. Come wrapped in plastic. Come wearing a hazmat or scuba suit. We'll get you a deep sea diving suit and you can walk around like this. Two people will have to get behind you so you can lift your hands and praise the Lord Jesus like that. Oh, hallelujah. The important thing is what? He's calling you back to fidelity to the word of God. Come. The main thing is to shake off these influences and be healed today of your virus called the will. Far more damaging and controlling than this one. And do, once again, what God has mandated you to do. It's time to return to the house of the Lord, not just here, all over the country. It's time to return to the house of God, mask or not, you know, welcome or not, vaccine or not, doesn't make any difference. Because the highest authority in the universe has told us to. Amen. Somebody will say, well, I'm using wisdom. Lean in. It's never wise to violate or contradict the word, ever. That is I talking. Hallelujah. 
Can you get a hold of this today? Amen? I'm not going to run around declaring I. I'm going to run around saying, what does Jesus want me to do? I told you, you're going to be glad you were in church today. And if you're watching and you haven't turned me off yet, This is what shepherds do. Amen. Encouraging you just to do what the Word of God says and that He will be there to lead, you know, guide and direct and protect and do what He said He would do. As you get on with the business of realizing we're in the last of the last days. All the turmoil out there, all the junk out there, all the political people out there, those are all just symptoms of the real spiritual issue, the enemy knows his days are short. He has no authority to control or influence or push the church around. God's people need to stand up and do what they're called to do. Amen? And it's true. We could be in states like California where they've completely lost their minds. Where pastors are being sanctioned Judges are issuing orders, threatening to arrest attenders. This is the United States of America. Sometimes I think if we had an earthquake and California was just severed from the mainland, that wouldn't be a bad thing at all. Just let it, let it float on out there near Hawaii. And Hawaii doesn't want it. it. It's really bad when Hawaii doesn't want it. This is not a book of suggestions. It's not a book of recollections. It's not a book that's of memories. It's not a history book. It is our guide, our absolute authority for faith and conduct. Say that with me. What do we believe and what we do? This is it. Everything else is inferior to this. Every other voice is inferior to this. 